This is Abnormal Entertainment. Two, three, four. Walked into the tunnel just to find the light. Hunted for old demons looking for a fight. Looked up at the stars, seemed to go forever. There must be a way it all fits together. Fell into the quicksand, held on to the vines. Never cook white color, stay within the lines. Feel like I have wings, I can fly wherever. This is just the way it all fits together. Finally saw the world through rose-colored glasses. Gonna share my journey to small and large masses. Give up on my life, no sir, me never. This is how I put it together. This is how I put it together. This is how I put it together. Hey everybody, this is Daniel Garza. Welcome to another episode of Put It Together. I'd like to start as usual thanking my producer, Mr. Kevin Moyers, for all his help and support. Thank you, sir. Inviting everybody to check us out at normalentertainment.com where you can find all the shows on the network. Also, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Look for Daniel G. Garza or at Little Mexican, L-I-L-M-E-S-I-C-A-N. And you'll find information on the show, on my guests, what they're up to, photos, and all kinds of interesting stuff. So go check that out. This week, I want to get started. I have a very special guest, somebody I've been looking forward to chatting with for a long time, Mr. Chris Pettit. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I thank you for uh, trimming your beard for my show. Oh, hey, yeah, I, I always like to look well-groomed. I like to look like I take care of myself. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that it was just for me and, and feel really good about myself. We can go with that, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris and I met, um, we met at Healthy Voices, right? I believe so. Yes. I believe so. I think uh, so, yeah. Because you were there this year for 2018? Healthy Voices. No, I wasn't. I wasn't anywhere. I think we actually... I think we met through social media. I don't think it was actually. Did we meet through somebody? Huh? Did we meet through somebody? I think so. Um, it might have been. Uh, I don't know if I can name drop here, but uh, yeah, yeah. Alicia Bridges. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's I right. She actually she connected us, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I looked into your story and thought, wow, that's really, that's really crazy. Um, the stuff you've been through, so. I think she just kind of thought like, wow, you know, you guys both have these stories that go way back and, you know, she's always, she does that. That's what I, that's why I love Alicia. She's always introducing me to people, Um, you know, the whole chronic illness thing. So um, it's a very vast community. (laughs) She hasn't been on my show yet, but she will soon. Um, For those of you, uh, Alicia and I did meet at Healthy Voices and I've heard, you guys have heard me talk about it. Uh, she's this gorgeous, statuesque black woman with an awesome personality, stand-up comedian. So she's got this witty sense of humor. She's just amazing. Wait till I have her on the show. You'll, you'll see it. Yeah, she is. She is quite the sight in real life. When I first saw her, I was like, wow, is she a supermodel too? Like, yes. Very nice. I'll post pictures of her so you guys can see her. But, uh, in fact, her and I are working on a project together and that'll come out. Pretty soon, uh, I can't say too much about it. It's a little, it's a little secret, but no spoilers. La, la, la. No spoilers. No, no, no. And it has nothing to do with me in the nude. Promise, nothing, <laughs> nothing. Well, okay, a little bit, but nothing. Um, so you're up in Portland, correct? Yeah, Portland, Oregon, the Great Northwest, the home of Bigfoot. I think is I'm it still Sas- so. Sasquatch? Is that what yeah. It is? Um, uh, yep, the weird. Keeping it weird up here in the land of donuts and beer. Yep. That's a well, uh, great town. I love it up here. Portland is pretty cool. Especially, also, for don't they have like a cool chocolate company up there too? I'm not no? sure. Or is that Seattle? Maybe that's Seattle. 
I think it's Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm confusing my Northwest. You know, I'm, it's because I'm in California. So all I believe in is surfing and Hollywood. <laughs> and, tacos. and tacos. And tacos. Yes, yes. And in fact, I'm wearing my uh, Tabasco shirt tonight. So it's perfect on yeah. tacos. A little Tabasco and Superman here going on. Um, yeah. Well, let's get, uh, let's get you going. I want to hear your story because we've been planning this for a long time. Let me put my timer on here because I forgot to do that. Um, I want folks to hear your story. So tell us, uh, Mr. Pet Pettit, how do you put it together? Well, um, let's see. I, I have psoriasis and, uh, that's actually, that's actually how me and Alicia Bridges met. Um, uh, we both have psoriasis. Uh, I was diagnosed with, um, plaque psoriasis back when I was 12 years old. I'm 32 now. So it's been about 20 years or over 20 years now. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been, it's been quite the up and down, uh, roller coaster ride. Um, you know, school was always fun. People always pointing, asking questions, you know. Um, but, uh, things really started getting funny in, uh, in high school. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, actually, I went to high school feeling really good about myself because I didn't really know what I was going up against. I didn't really know what my disease was. I thought it was just dry skin. So, you know, I did whatever I had to do to keep it uh, comfortable right? and to keep myself somewhat presentable. So I didn't really think much of it. But uh, the psoriasis, it really, I guess I jinxed myself because once I actually started high school, it really started to ramp up. And at my worst, I think uh, it was actually, it got really bad. It seriously got worse progressively through each year. So by the time my senior year came around, um, I was probably about 80%, between 70 and 80% covered. And um, at my worst, at my worst, my worst was actually, I think my skin actually got, ironically enough, got really bad after I started uh, dating my wife. Um Back in 2006, uh, that's when it got really, really bad. It's like my, it's like it was trying to keep me from dating or something. It's like it was trying to keep <laughs> the ladies away. I don't know, um, but I'm sure a lot of people that have it feel that way, um, men and women. Um, but luckily, you know, she was very, uh, she was very loving and accepting of me anyway. So I got really lucky in that in that sense. Can we uh, go back just a little before you go too far? Because you sure. said it's. Plaque psoriasis. Yeah, yeah. What can you can you tell us what that is before we go on? Well, plaque psoriasis. It's um, it pretty much it's well. First of all, psoriasis. For those of you who don't know, psoriasis. It's an autoimmune disease. So it's actually it's a lot deeper than just the way your skin looks. Um, the plaques are well. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's just big, dry plaques on your skin. Uh, but psoriasis is a lot more than that. It's actually it's an immune thing, an immune system thing. Um, which pretty much the best way to describe it, because I'm not a doctor, is uh, I have a, a hyperactive immune system, pretty much. Okay. So uh, my body works way too hard. That's actually why my skin, that's why people with psoriasis, that's why the ones that have the skin part of it, that's why it looks that way, because of the immune system. Um, and there's also the arthritis, which I actually fortunately have dodged up until this point, knock on wood. Is um, is there something that triggers it more so than other things? Yeah, actually. Um, believe it or not, it's stress. Stress okay. actually is if you ask if you go out and you ask a hundred people, hey, what triggers what triggers your your psoriasis the worst, I'd say probably eighty, ninety percent of them would tell you it's stress. So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So now that we know that, um, Moving forward, uh, so you meet your wife. Yep. And. Yeah. Go I ahead. told the story a lot, so I just kind of. Well, no, then, <laughs> then, then, you know, this is your episode, so talk, talk to us about what you want to talk about. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I met my wife in 2006. We've been married for, uh, on December 17th, it'll actually be 12 years that we've been married. Um, we have three very handsome little boys. Um, uh, who, uh, fortunately have not shown any sign because psoriasis is a, it's a, it's a genetic thing, unfortunately. So, um, so far they have not shown any signs, um, 
again, I hope I don't jinx anything. Um, and yeah, it's, um, unfortunately there's no, there's no cure for it yet. Uh, that's kind of what, uh, kind of what we're, we're looking for these days. Um, my wife actually works for, I mean, am I allowed to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my wife actually works for the National Psoriasis Foundation. Um, she actually, my wife actually, she's, she manages all the volunteers. So she knows Alicia really well. And that's how I got involved. Um, cause I was pretty closed off, uh, until she said, Hey, there's a whole community of people out there. Get involved. And so that's kind of how I ended up where I'm at now. So hmm. before we continue, I, I should connect her with my sister. My sister suffers from psoriasis, but she doesn't speak a lot of English. So she could use like some Spanish info or some connections to do it. Cause it's, I have these little patches. Yeah. I get these on my elbows and not this one and on my knees, but this is the one. This is like oh, my yeah. stress, my stress button. Where is it? Okay. Can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is my stress button. This is how I know that I'm stressing because it'll yeah. flare up. And when everything is chill, it'll, it'll come down. It's, yeah. I'm like a turkey. It pops out when it's ready. So <laughs> <laughs> stress level. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Um, I, I forgot where we left out. So, so you're, um, yeah. How, how, okay. Well, let's, let's go to dating if you don't mind a little bit. Cause yeah, you met no, your wife. Jump right to it. What, how does your, how does it affect your self-esteem, your social habits, uh, hanging out with people, dating? Hmm. Well, um, I have three kids now, so my self-esteem is just fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just um, winked at me, folks. He just winked at me. <laughs> and the rest of the world. Um, no, it definitely, uh, it's uh, for a long time. Um, after we started dating, I actually was really, I, I tried my hardest to wear like long shirts and stuff. And I mean, we dated for about two years, um, before we got married. So I'd say I was pretty like, I was pretty closed off about, it, I'd say probably for the first few months. Uh, and then when she saw it, when she finally saw, I think the first thing she saw was my back. Um, I don't remember how that happened, but, uh, she saw my back and she didn't really know what to think about. Cause she didn't know anything about it either. I mean, now we're, we're experts, but, um, back then it was just kind of a, wow, you live with this every day. Oh, that's such a shame. You know? Um, but like I said, I was really, I was really fortunate to meet my wife right out of high school. Uh, we got married pretty young. I was 20 and she was 19. So, um, I didn't really have to, I mean, other than high school, I mean, High school doesn't really, I don't count high school. High school is dumb. But when it comes to like dating, like out in the real world, I actually, I was really, really fortunate. I didn't really have to deal with that. Um, so it, but it still, it still makes me sad when I hear people talking about like, you know, I can't, cause I mean, there's some really, there's some, I've met a lot of really great people, uh, with this disease and, and I just, I find myself thinking, I don't ever say this out loud, but I always find myself thinking, wow, you, you have trouble finding somebody like that's this great man or woman. It doesn't matter who I meet. I'm like, you are having trouble finding somebody. That's crazy. Cause you're so awesome. Um, but it's the self-esteem. It's the self-esteem that really, it does, uh, it really does affect a lot. And so that's well, one you... thing I try to keep. I try to, I try to tell people like, Hey, you know what? You need to, even though you have this disease, just love yourself, love yourself as you are. And people won't, I mean, if you confidence, I've always been told that confidence is probably the sexiest thing. Um, if yes. a person, I mean, yes. it's very, very, it's very important. So, and so, yeah, more yeah. so, I think I've discovered that most so in advocacy conferences or any kind of conference where you meet people with all these illnesses and, and diseases and, uh, because, or, or what we can be considered limitations. Because for those of you watching, I'm at, uh, the Coffee Clutch here in, uh, Laguna Beach. And, uh, it's open right now, so they're, they're clean by me. Um, <laughs> just so you know, this is not a real studio. I'm taking over a coffee shop. 
Um, I thought it was a hotel room at first. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. No, not, it's not a hotel. I'm in a, at a coffee place. Uh, my cleaning lady is cleaning my apartment. Oh. So I decided to come and grab some coffee. I hadn't been here in a long time. It's called the Coffee Clutch here in Laguna Beach. And uh, they make really good coffee and desserts. So I came out today. Anyway, side story. But, um, <laughs> but yes, um, and, and I'll say this as a gay man. As a gay man, I find men who have very, who are very confident, regardless of their situation or, or problems, it, it's just attractive. Most of my friends have big levels of confidence. Um, and I think that's why I'm attracted to these kind of friends because I suffer, I, I, I lack confidence. So it really motivates me when, when I see people. Anyway, that said, I was going to ask you to give some words of wisdom to, to people who wanted to date with psoriasis, but it seems like you just did. It's like, just be confident in yourself. Um, yeah. It, Sorry. It doesn't, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. I just had to plug my phone in. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is better because the screen's bigger now. So. What's that? No, that's good. That's good. You can keep it that way. Oh, keep it like that. Keep it like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Yeah. We right. can see a little. There you go. All right. Does that does it work for you? Yeah, it works for me. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for fine. those of you that are wa- that are listening and not watching, um, <laughs> he's uh, Chris is turning his phone around, and I'm like, yeah, no, because I, I I think uh, this conversation uh, out of out of place would sound really weird. Uh, no, no, no. Leave it sideways. No, no. Pick it up. <laughs> stand, stand. Leave it long ways. Yeah, no, that, that fits better. <laughs> in a coffee shop. <laughs> Doing all this in a coffee shop. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that said, um, let me ask you about your confidence because sure. I'll put this in a example, like me being HIV positive. Sure. Me being HIV positive and cancer survivor, that's inside stuff that nobody knows, yet it defines my confidence sometimes. How do you keep your motivation and your confidence up? Uh, I really honestly, uh, I look, it sounds kind of probably cheesy and cliche, but um, I really, I, I look to my, my, my family, my wife and my kids. Um, cause I know that, um, no matter what people think of me out there, they love me here. So that really does help build me up when I go out into the world. Um, so I really do rely on them with that. Um, cause I mean, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't love it when their kids or their wife or their spouse, whoever says like, Oh my gosh, you're the best person in the world. Even if other people out in the world don't think so, it means the most coming from them. And so I think that really, that really boosts my confidence and it gets me ready for everything else out there. So that's really how I do it. I just, I feed off their, you know, they give me that energy. They give me that strength. So, um, cause if I was on my own, honestly, if I was, if I was single right now, um, well, we, 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 we wouldn't be having this discussion. I mean, that's, that's for sure. Cause I would probably be, I don't know. I, I was, I was in a pretty, I was in a pretty dark place, you know, with this disease. So, um, I think just getting married when I did and finding my wife when I did really is like, okay, all right. Confidence. Good. I can, she's good for that. So good, good for that. It sounds really bad. She's a good person. She's good for a lot. <laughs> of people, but, um, she's very, she's very, uh, encouraging she so. sits around all day till i need a boost of confidence and yeah. then i talk to her <laughs> yeah exactly come here woman <laughs> boost my confidence <laughs> tell me i'm gorgeous tell me i'm pretty uh, can, do, do, i have days like that yes do you mind if we go to the dark place for a little bit sure just so that some I, i'd like for folks out there who are maybe going through that dark place to know that they're not alone, that other people have been there. Do you yeah. mind? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, just to, just to let you know, I never, I never got to a place where I felt like I wanted to end it. I never got to that right. place. Um, it was more just like, you know, well, you know what? I'm all, I'm all, alone. you know, this is the classic. I'm all alone. Nobody else is suffering from this. I, there's nobody to talk to because nobody can understand, you know, kind of that almost, almost self pity. Which, 
I mean, honestly, is not it's not physical suicide, but it's it's emotional, it's mental suicide. You know, when you give up like that, um, I, I don't know that might that might strike chords with somebody that might piss some people off that I just said that. I love social media, um, but it really, I mean, that's the way that's the way I see it is when you give up. In a way, you are you are killing yourself because, I mean, in some in some way, we're all we're all good people. You know, um, we just need to show it. And when we're not, we're isolating ourselves. We're, you know, we're, we're robbing the people out there of who they could see us being. And we're robbing ourselves of, you know, right. well, love, love and happiness and all that stuff. So, well, pity and depression are sold in the same package. It's, yeah. it's, all, it's all part of that same thing. So when you fall into that pitiful state, which I did like during cancer. It's so easy to fall into depression, which I did, which is followed with anxiety, which I have. And, and yeah. all that together is just chaos. It's, it's, it's the perfect party mm-hmm. for, for spiritual, mental, emotional suicide. As you say, uh, you don't want to end it, but you, you don't know how to keep going. Right. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So yeah, psoriasis, psoriasis and depression go are very, very uh very closely connected. Um it's actually psoriasis is a very high like that kind of that kind of ups the suicide rate with people who have it bad enough who get to that place. And it's really I've talked to a lot of people who just yeah, I came so close to, you know, just wanting to end it and um, and for whatever reason, I mean, they all have their own reasons for whatever reason they were able to pull through. And that's, you know, that's where all these, you know, the community, that's where the community really helps. And, uh, that's where I found, you know, the strength to do, to do this. I mean, I've always wanted to go and do the whole showbiz thing, but never really pulled the trigger on it. That's actually another thing, actually backing up a little bit. That's actually one thing that I was in the process of doing when I met my wife and, uh, I was, I was planning on, you know, moving down to actually move down to Los Angeles. I was going to do the whole classic move down to Los Angeles and, you know, work a, you know, right. whatever, a lame job till I can find work as an actor and make it big and all that. Um, but if I did that, I would have sacrificed what I have now. So I'm glad I didn't, but uh, this is actually back to what I was saying before this disease gave me, because I got out of that dark place, it gave me the platform and the strength to do this, to, to meet amazing people, to, and not just to talk to people with psoriasis, but talk to amazing people like you, you know, different kinds of advocates all over the place. There's so many different kinds of diseases and so many different people out there to talk to who are um, strong advocates for their disease. And it's just been, it's been an amazing, it's been an amazing journey up to this point. So can you tell us about your first time out in, on the advocacy platform when you were? The first time? Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, the first time, let's see, uh, the first time I ever, like, stood in front of people and talked was at a, at the MPF, they have, they have bingo, they have bingo events that raise money for psoriasis uh, um, research, and so the first time I ever spoke, um, or they joked around, did stand-up, uh, was in front of a room of about 90 people during a bingo uh a bingo event and that was that was fun the trick was though the trick was is to make sure that they did that later late enough in the event where everybody had already had a couple bottles of wine because <laughs> the best audience to a stand-up comedian is a drunk audience amen yes yes, <laughs> yes. that's why you should never do stand-up at an aa meeting it doesn't work as well <laughs> Ever. No, yeah, because uh, no matter what yeah, part one of time the, I was so proud. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> no matter what part of the show you're in, they're always too sober to get the nasty jokes. It just doesn't work out right. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because <laughs> yeah. I just I just had my first uh, my first stand up. I saw that you were did really you see funny. It? I like that. Did you see yeah, it? Yeah, I did. I love that. The first did you have me laughing the first. Oh, if you have noticed, you people notice I roll my arse. It's because I'm gay. Like I love that. <laughs> I love that joke. 
For those of you that are listening. I didn't see that coming. I was like, oh, it's going to be his first. (laughs) The reversal there. I learned the techniques right there. Um, For those of you that are are watching or listening. You say Mexican, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that was part of the class. So for those of you watching or listening, I, uh, I want to say hello to the guys over at Cool Beats Comedy, where I took my stand-up comedy classes, and uh, I did my first stand-up comedy ses- set, and I think it went pretty well. It went pretty well. So, uh, But this isn't about me and how amazing I am. It's about Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's so many ways I want to go into this conversation, but... Um, why why be an advocate why be an advocate um uh because i think being advocate being an advocate i think it's more from what i've found and you might agree you might agree with what you advocate for um it's more than just spreading information it's telling it's letting people know that just because you have this disease, it doesn't mean your life is over. It could mean something else is going to happen. So like I, I always tell people psoriasis is not the end. It's the beginning of something else. And so I think that's part of our responsibility as being advocates is um, not just sharing the info, but encouraging people um, and letting them know that they are still worth it, even though they have this thing that they can't control that's the biggest thing it's like we can't we can't control this disease it's just something that we were genetically born with and um it uh unfortunately rears its head a lot of different ways uh so i do think that being an advocate is and not to mention man i mean you can agree with it it just feels damn good doesn't it i mean you know it's great going out there and telling your story and um we just be that light for people who are in such a dark place. It's it's just good. And in my case, I love making people laugh, and you love making people laugh, and just making people laugh who are in that dark place. It's just it's awesome. I love doing that. So. I tell people that I don't do good things for folks, for them. I do it for me. It makes me feel <laughs> good. like I don't care how you feel afterwards. I'm feel great. Like <laughs> there's no such thing as a selfless good deed. No, like I. I do good stuff for people just because I want to feel special. Um, <laughs> screw you. Yeah. I, I bet there's going to be a bunch of angry faces just floating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it has to feel good. You, you, I mean, yeah. I, I think we both heard advocates go out onto a, a local, a national stage and, be bitter and angry and and you're like what message are you putting out there what why are you doing that yeah exactly like i i get not coming to grips with your situation but if you're if you're on a journey of self-discovery which is advocacy has been for me there has to be a a positive light at the end of the tunnel otherwise why do it yeah exactly yep I agree. And, you know, and I, I've, speaking of those angry, bitter people, I mean, I've, I've, I've had my run-ins with those people, especially, you know, on social media. I actually had a guy tell me one time that I was not funny and that I was, quote, the plaque psoriasis on the elbow of Facebook. He told me that. Okay. And so I, I sent him a, I sent him a, well, it wasn't him directly. I didn't call him out or anything. You know what, man? You're right. And like plaque psoriasis, I'm not going anywhere. So, you know, people liked that. And I, you know, I always tell people, like, I remember the first time I got that hater, that man, doing the right thing. But I stuck with it. It's like, you know, there are angry, bitter people out there. And being an advocate doesn't mean you're always going to go out there and make people happy. You're right. going to pick people off because they do. They want to be in that place because why not? They're getting attention and they're getting, you know, whatever. And some people just put that. So now that your, your site froze a little bit when you said that, what did he say to you? Oh, he said, uh, he said that I'm not funny and I am the plaque psoriasis on the elbow 
of Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I laughed too. Um, I commented. I, I commented back. I said, "I said thanks for watching, so and so." I mean, I, you know. What else I, do you I, do? I, yeah. Um, F you, guy. <laughs> You know, and this is kind of horrible. When I was going through cancer treatment and I would get home from treatment and I'd sleep all day, then I would be up all night. I would get on Facebook and find people having arguments and join in on the argument and just, and just like troll them. Whatever they were saying, I would go against them. And then I would delete the whole thing when I was done. And just go sick. And just go sick. Yeah. Yeah. I was evil. I was like, so many huh? I probably did, yeah. <laughs> but just, just people, whatever they were arguing about, I'd be like, you know, it's like the sun is hot. No, it's not. It's really freezing up there. It's just a lie. It's a conspiracy. And then they would be, we get all into it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to sleep. Delete. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were on the receiving <laughs> end, yeah, if you were on the receiving end of one of my, uh, all night ramblings, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, so um, where, where are you now? I'm, I'm, where? How do you find peace? How do you stay calm? Um, and, and what drives you to keep going? Uh, well, I have three kids, so I don't stay calm. Okay. Uh, but as far as my disease goes, uh, I, uh, I just don't uh, – I just don't let it take you back to that place anymore because I know that there's people out there who they're going through the same thing. And, and I'm not just talking, I mean, there's people, there's people who are in the community who are well-established in the community who have that strength. Right. And so there's still people out there. There's still people out there who need that strength still. So that's kind of how that sounds, that sounds kind of bad. But I'm not saying that there's people who are weaker than others. I mean, there are. But um, I think one of the reasons why I stay calm with this disease is because I need to be a face for the disease. And so if I'm just losing my mind all the time, people are going to see that and think, well, I don't know if he's a good person to look up to. So, uh, so I think that's really my motivation for staying calm. Um with my disease. I don't know if that answers your question or yeah, not. Yeah. Um, what keeps you motivated to keep doing the work you're doing? Um, again, that kind of falls in the same, uh, kind of the same thing. Uh, the answer is pretty similar. It's just the people. Um, the people, they don't, they don't let me give up. I mean, there's been a lot, there's been times when I've, I'll put a message out, you know, on my, uh, my Facebook page, um, you know, Hey guys, I'm having a flare. I'm trying to keep my spirits up, you know, trying to be positive. And I'll get tons of comments and tons of um, encouragement. Hey, hang in there, you know, stay strong. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a very it's a very strong community. I, I feel very blessed uh, to know the people that I know. <laughs> Uh, and the fact that I get to meet new people uh, for that too, even the mean ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I think even from the negative people out there, we can learn something. Uh, and and I've learned over my years uh, as an advocate and just being alive that negative, grumpy, judgmental people—it's all about them. It's just their own insecurities and problems. And they just don't know how to put it out there. And I, you know, at least for me, I just come back with it. You know what, man? Bless you. I'm going to like, I'm going to have you in my thoughts, positive energy your way. And when you're ready to talk, here's my phone number. And more than once I've gotten a phone call from somebody or a text saying, Hey, I'm the guy that I was fighting with you. And you know, you, you really read through me. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm going through this and, and it's something that we have sit. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. It's something that we have uh, some similarity that they just can't break through. And I'm like, I'm glad you opened up. I'm like, you'll feel better about yourself. Um, yeah. So if you could go back and talk to 
you when you were younger, after that first flare-up, what would you tell yourself? Um, well, let's see. First flare-up, that was high school, right? That's what I said. <laughs> um, I would, you know, I'd probably go back and I'd probably say, hey, you know what? Go talk to that girl or, you know, go ask her to that dance or, you know, go make, go try to try put more of an effort into making more friends or, you know, get out there where, Wear short sleeve shirts when it's hot outside. Um, just simple things like that. I mean, the disease doesn't make the person, you know, uh, the the person's body pretty much involuntarily made the disease. I mean, we didn't decide this to happen. So I pretty much would have just told myself that. It's like, hey, it's not your fault that this is happening. Go out there, put yourself out there. You're an awesome person. Don't let it hold you back because, I mean, you will regret it. There's a lot of things. There are things that I... I do regret, um, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that I regret, you know, saving myself for my wife or anything like that. I don't regret that, but maybe going and auditioning for that play or, you know, whatever, you know, things that where I would have to put myself out there. Um, I wish I would have done that. And that's what I would tell myself. If 32 year old me could go back to even 16 year old me, say, Hey man, suck it up, go do it. You're all right. Yeah, your skin is a little flaky, but that's okay. You're a cool person. So, And you are a cool person, sir. Thanks, man. So are you. I try, but I fake <laughs> it. I fake it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just want people on my show. It's all about me. No, it is. You're probably going to yeah, go yeah. and talk, talk mad crap about me after this, huh? When, when I go back and edit shows, I cut everybody out. It's just my voice through the whole thing. <laughs> it's all this. All it's this all me. It's a big conversation about me. Um, <laughs> I, I I I write down your words and I script it and I answer it myself and it's, it's all me. Um, you do the voices too, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I, but I answer in Spanish, so they don't know it's me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're kind of getting to the part of the show where I ask my guests to share some words of wisdom with folks. And it doesn't have to be about, uh, sorry, I said it's be about anything. What words of wisdom, uh, can you share? Don't take, don't think, don't, just don't take things too seriously, I guess. Uh, my whole thing since I started this with, uh, well, this psoriasis related, cause that's all I got, man. Once they find a cure, I'm going to be out of work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, once they find a cure for HIV, you're going to be out of work, right? Hey, I still have <laughs> cancer, depression, anxiety. And this Mexicanness. I got plenty of work to go through. Man, you're set yeah. for life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm an overachiever. Um, I want every disease available out there in my body at once, like alien. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. That was a mouthful. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> Top yeah, that, Superman. If I can give words of wisdom uh, in any. It, if I could say anything, it's just, yeah, don't take, don't take things too seriously. You know, um, whatever disease you have, it is serious, but that doesn't mean you have to take yourself too seriously and laugh. Oh my gosh, laugh and smile and enjoy yourself. Try to keep it lighthearted. Um, and I know that doesn't sound realistic and there's going to be days when you don't feel like that and that's fine, but don't let that rule you find your way back to that smiling and laughing. I mean, there's always something to laugh about always, whether it's at somebody, whether it's whatever, you know, just laugh, find a reason to laugh. I always tell people that, and that actually makes a lot of people mad, but that makes me laugh. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Haters. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I've been fortunate enough that I, I haven't gotten a lot of hate mail or emails or, um, they do tend to put together the HIV and the gay thing. And it's like, you know, you deserve it because you're queer. And, and I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, so what about the cancer? <laughs> like, where'd that come from? Um, <laughs> what made me deserve that? Uh, but, uh, but I'm with you. I, I, I've been asked several times in the interviews. If I could go back, would I change anything? And I, I, a part of me wants to say yes, but the other part of me says, I wouldn't have been able to meet the people that I have, been to the places I have, 
and do the work that I do. If it wasn't yeah. for, for HIV in the beginning, I, I wouldn't be the, the person I am today with the struggles and, and, and trials and tribulations. Does that make sense for you? Oh, yeah, totally. And I, I mean, I, I haven't read your story in like all of the details, but what I do, what I have gathered is you've pretty much been to hell and back. And uh, the fact that you're still here doing this. Um, Thank you. Very, very, very admirable. Very I, brought, I brought back t-shirts if you want one. Oh, really? Yes, oh. from hell. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're hot and they're going fast. So. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> see, once once a stand-up comic, always a stand-up comic. That's right, man. You got it. You're in for life. So, um, I'm gonna put you on the spot because we got about 15 minutes. Oh. Yeah. So, give us your best. Jokes. My best jokes? Oh, my yes. God. Oh, no. And they can be dirty, too. Give me a dirty, dirty one. No, dirty one. Oh, he makes you weird. Oh, man, my best jokes. Oh, gosh. Um, what was one? I can't remember the ones I told. But uh, I think... Uh, Oh, man, I'm going to have to get back to you. I can't. Okay, okay. I'm not we'll that good. Ah, we'll come back to that one in a minute. Uh, we'll come back to that one in a minute. I'll give you a break on that. And uh, People are going to watch this. They're going to be like, the guy was lame, Daniel. What were you doing? I'll be like, I thought he was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you, be funny. <laughs> I, I didn't really care for his advocacy, but I wanted some jokes. And, well, poop on me. <laughs> So much for the waiting. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you have okay. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take it in another direction. Then. Sure. Uh, you have three kids. Yeah. What would you want them to remember about you? Um. Gosh. Let's remember that uh, I'm a human being with a disease, not a disease with not a disease with the remains of a man attached. So that sounds really weird. And that's actually one that I've been, that's one that I, I started sharing right off the get go is we are, we are human beings with a disease. We are not a disease with the remains of a human being. It sounds really weird and kind of Shakespearean dark, but I think that's, that's the one thing I would want my kids to remember. Um, or they could just remember me for being awesome. I mean, whatever, you know, if it's that simple, that's, that's cool too. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, don't, uh, don't judge somebody by how they look. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. you're, let's say you're writing the, your, your, uh, your memoir. What would be the first line in your memoir? <sighs> this psoriasis itches like a son of a <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my first one. <laughs> Excuse me. That, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah. It'll start out with me looking for a place to scratch my back, just to set the. the yeah. I just, I just. How tall are you, if I may ask? What's that? How tall are you, if I may ask? Tall, I'm about six one, six one oh, and a half. Jesus. Okay, yeah. I, I know I'm taller than I look on uh, on social media. No, no, no. You you look like you're a, a tall dude. You're about yeah. my boyfriend's tall, uh, height. Yeah, your boyfriend looks like a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. If you see, if for anybody, uh, any of Chris's followers that are following the show, you can go to my page and, and check out my boyfriend's picture, and he's about that height. Uh, so I'm short. I'm a short person. I'm five six. So. See, now I would think I thought you would look. You look taller, actually. I do because I put the camera really close to me so that I fill it out. But I I only come in small and medium. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm not a large. Yes, and I, that that could go so many directions. I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm still, yeah, again, those of you who are listening, not watching, we're just talking about height. That's it. That's we're talking about height. Yes, yes. Uh, good things come in small packages. Hey, Tabasco comes in a small bottle. Have you ever stayed in a hotel? They give you the little tiny one? That's me. I'm the little tiny one from the hotel rooms. <laughs> now, your boyfriend, I've actually, I've seen pictures. 
you guys are a beautiful couple. Thank you. And he actually looks like a really happy guy. So he is pretty amazing. He yeah. he, put, he puts up with all my crap. So he he's either he's either very happy or just doesn't pay attention to me or medicated. One of the three. <laughs> That's how he puts up. Um, what do, I, I was I was hoping that we would do something funny, but I guess. Now, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Check okay. out. I actually I have a YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, tell us where. Tell us where we can find you. It's psoriatic psoriatic stand up. That's stand up with a P, because we in the psoriasis community, everything that starts with a s sound, it begins with a P. So, because psoriasis does. So, um, so you pee at, first. There's a P first. Yeah, it's psoriatic. You pee first, and then the rest. I pee first. Yep. I pee before I stand. <laughs> Yeah, before I stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, that's actually pretty good. I've never, yeah, that's the first. What's a comedian? What's a comedian? Thanks, Cool Beans. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So, Sorias, I mean, stand up with the P. Yeah, so oh, it's okay. a psoriatic stand up. It's on YouTube. Um, I also I have my Facebook page, which is also psoriatic stand up, and um, we have a, we actually have a Twitter too. It's uh, at psoriatic stand without the up for some reason. Um, too many characters, I guess. And uh, yeah, um, it's there's funny stuff on there. Actually, my first video. Um, one thing, one one joke that we have in the psoriasis community is that. You know, I mean, a guy like me, again, going back to size and weight, you know, comparing sizes, uh, <laughs> I, I'm a big guy. And when I first started out with this disease, I've always been a big person. So starting out with this disease and not knowing, not not really doing the, the proper treatment, which is the biologics and everything, blah, 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 the boring stuff, they would just give me tubes of uh, ointments or lotions, you know, stuff that, you know, topical. Well, they'd give you this little tube. And they'd tell you to apply it to your whole body twice a day for the next three or four weeks. It's like, have you seen me? Look at me. You know, this is 90% of a very huge body. And this is what <laughs> so I, mean, I guess that's a joke. That's a joke that we kind of, we have. And then oh. I actually had, a, I actually had a dermatologist tell me one time, apply these ointments after you take a hot bath and then apply the ointment. And then wrap yourself in saran wrap. And so, I don't know if you've ever seen Fried Green Tomatoes. Yes. But, uh, you know that scene where Kathy Bates comes uh -huh. to the door and she's wrapped in, yeah. I have that picture on, <gasps> yes, it's actually, it's actually my pilot episode. A, a picture pops up of her, like, waiting for her husband right there. And that's the whole joke is that, you know, wrapping in saran, which I never did. I, I did once. I was happy to see my wife. I did it once, but. I was, th I was, th I thought you were going to say you have a picture of you. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I was like, no, no, are no. you serious? No, not me. Because no, all of a no, sudden, no. all my gay audience is going, what? <laughs> where can we get, no. where can we no, download that Bates. photo? There's Kathy Bates, which I mean, honestly, me and Kathy, there's not much of a difference. I mean, you know, it's Kathy well, Bates. She's got a bigger beard, but that's beside the point. Kathy Bates is a very handsome woman. But so. I was about I was about to say, like, wait a minute, what? Like you and Saran Rap, I'm like I, let me let me bring you to some of my uh uh gay groups and let them know. Like, today we're gonna my talk wife about to probably watch this gonna be like, Christopher, what actually happened on that video? Yeah, no, well well, you know, you I I there's uh I have to admit that I I, I from a gay point of view, a, a non not as a host, but just the gay man. You are a very handsome man. Oh, thank you. Yes, I mean you're you're definitely that big teddy bear that every little gay man wants. It's like, oh my god, I'm so protected here. <laughs> yeah, like. And, uh, so, so for everybody listening, and if it, what's your what's your wife's name? May I ask? Her name is Corrine, C-O-R-E-N-E, Corrine. All right. All right, so Corrine, just so you know, I, I've been stalking your husband. <laughs> I, I, wanted him on, I wanted him on the show because 
I think he's handsome. Same thing with Ross McCurry. There's this gentleman, Ross McCurry, out of Canada, who um, I just interviewed recently. And when I met him at a conference, I thought he was just the most, like, adorable man. And he has this hand issue. So he wears a glove uh, mm-hmm. for, for, it's a pressure glove. And I kept telling him, is that your bionic hand? I'm like, cause I've always, I was always in love with the bionic man. So I'm like, I'm in love with you now. So I stalked him until he was on my show. <laughs> I, and, and, and people who have been on my show know I will stalk you. I will hunt you down until you come on the show. Yeah. So yeah. Kareem, yes, so Kareem, yes, just so you know, uh, <laughs> if anything ever should happen, I'm jumping in. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, your husband in Lagoon Beach. Yes, and I'm and I'm and I'm coming with a roll of plastic wrap. So just for that, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to like impose your face on Kathy Bates' picture and just tell people. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Put it on. Seriously, me and Kathy Bates. There's not that big of a difference. Uh, but uh, so what's next for you? What, what are you doing? Um, just, uh, keep, uh, <clears throat> keep on with the, uh, finding a cure, you know, keep going to the events and help, uh, raise awareness and money and, um, for the research, uh, just keep, you know, keep on keeping on, uh, really, I mean, there's no other direction to go but forward, um, and just keep trying different treatments. I'm actually, I'm going to be next year, I'm going to be part of a really big, uh, they're trying out a bunch of stuff, I guess. So I get to go be a human guinea pig nice. in uh, in Washington, D.C. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully it makes me a super soldier or something. That'd be really cool. I'd be Captain America or something. Well, um, yeah. that's – people don't realize how important those studies are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of blood work, too. A lot of blood work, a lot of um, – a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, research, a lot of stuff to do. So um, I'm going to be putting my body through a lot. Uh, yeah, wait, 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 hold on. I'm, I'm just using my imagination. And go. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and bank is filled again. All yes, right. yes. <laughs> I, I need to get, I need to keep my mind in the gutter so I can keep my ho- my guest on their toes. So. Hey. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's yeah. No. Well, because I I'm part of a 15 year HIV study about the effects of drugs and alcohol for people who are HIV positive. Because I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic, so I'm on I'm on year four of a 15 year study. So and wait a minute, you're creepy and you're sober. Whoa. Yeah, this is this is sober <laughs> and no drugs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all this insanity is just me waking up in the morning. Yeah, people think I'm on something. No, I was made this way. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you know how many thousands of dollars I could have saved on drugs and alcohol? Had, had I known that this was already in me? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Well, hey, congratulations on your sobriety. I know it's... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just hit 11 years... Uh, the summer. Oh wow, that's a yeah. big milestone! Congratulations. I have not. <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I'll, I'll wait till I visit, and then I'll get you drunk. And uh, so, there yeah. you, yeah, there you go. Yeah, man, come up to Portland. We're a bunch of weirdos up here. You fit right in. I love Portland. Yeah. I love Portland. I, I I've been there a couple. Of, I've been there in the summer, and I've been there towards the fall, and it, it's just. There's a very spiritual energy about Portland. Yeah. Uh, there's a, cause I don't know if you knew this about me too. Now we're going to go on other topics, but I do, uh, I'm an energy, I'm a Reiki master. So I do Reiki, I do card readings, I do okay. energy work. So yeah. the first time we went to Portland, we stayed in this house up towards the hill. Yeah. And there were ghosts in the house. Oh yeah. And, uh, things would move and we would see lights come on and off. And, uh, we got tappings on our window in this big house. It was so cool. I was so excited. Uh, 
we were the second time we went back. I wanted to stay at that at that same house, but they it was rented out. We can Airbnb it. But I love Port. I love Portland. We went up to the up that hill where all the trees are and stuff. And, uh, yeah. So so invite people to Portland. What's the best thing about Portland? Um, I I would say, gosh, there's a lot of places to go and eat. Um, there's some great, uh, you know, there's good, like I said, donuts, beer, um, and it's just, there's a lot of really cool, quirky places to go. Voodoo donuts. Yeah, voodoo donuts. Yeah. Oh my God. That's where I had the Cap'n Crunch donut. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, that's, that's for tourists. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. We, we, we Portlandians. We don't appreciate voodoo donuts. Oh, really? Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. I mean, I like I like voodoo, but uh, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, eh, you know, it's it's touristy. Um, there's always a line out the door, so I mean, they are good. But if you want a good donut, you go to Pips, Pips Donuts, P I P S Donuts, Northeast Fremont, Northeast Portland. That's where the good donuts are. Oh man. So good. Well, you know that the next time that I come, we're going to hang out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Hit me up, man. And, totally. We'll go get donuts. And I guess you can bring your wife. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I'll bring my wife and my kids, dude. It will drive you crazy. How old are your kids, if I'm asking? Uh, my, my three boys, they are seven, three, and one. <gasps> awesome. They're little, yeah. That's a good age, because as soon as they hit the teenage years, I don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm done. I teach those ages. I'm done. I don't. I don't want to talk. I don't want to socialize with them. Um, before we go, um, there was a topic that I brought up with, with actually with Alicia yesterday. We were talking yesterday, yeah. and we were talking about um, social fatigue, and it's something that happens to a lot of. Um, um, I just lost the word. Advocates. Mm. Do you ever suffer from it, and how do you recover? Do you say social fatigue? Yeah. Like, like getting like, tired of talking to people? Yeah, that you're talking about your disease, or, 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 or the people that you hang out with are the same people that you advocate with, so you're never really not talking shop. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I would definitely say, um, like, with uh, – well, actually, I, I was—I actually did joke about this because I, I was at a bingo a bingo event uh, last weekend in Seattle, and uh, I was uh, one of my jokes was, uh, wouldn't it be great when that day comes when they find a, a cure for psoriasis and it becomes a thing of the past? And then, wait, what was that disease called again? You know, playing it off like I didn't remember. What was that disease? Called? What was it? It itched really bad. Made your joints hurt. <laughs> We played bingo all the time. <laughs> uh, what was it? Um, I think, I mean, I think that kind of gets, I think the bingo, I mean, I like bingo, but I think the the social events get kind of, not that they're not fun, but they get kind of, they're, they're all the same pretty much, you know? Like, I'm going to be glad when the day comes when I, when I don't really, well, actually, I can't say that because I do like them. And I don't want to piss anybody off because bingo really is great. I've never played so much bingo. Anyway, I'm, I'm trailing off. Um, back to your actual question. Um, I think my wife and I, I think sometimes we get kind of tired of talking about it because she does. She works for the organization and, um, I'm a guinea pig of the organization and a volunteer. And so I think it gets kind of, it gets kind of exhausting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So how um, how do you fight it off? Um, I just um, well, one time somebody told me, you know, keep telling your story the way you tell it because you never know who's listening because it it may not be the same people. So um, sometimes I do think like oh, they want me to tell my story again, but there's people out there who haven't heard it. And there's people out there that need that encouragement. So. Well, you, I, feel, I actually thought that with you when you asked me that tonight, but I was like, you know what? He hasn't heard it yet. So I got to. <laughs> and, and that's why I tell people before we start recording, this is your episode. You don't have to tell your story again. You can talk about anything. And, and, and there's been advocates that I've had on the show 
that we never even talk about advocacy. They talk wow. about their life and they talk about their day and, uh, you know, what they had for lunch and why it was so good. And, and by the end of the show, I'm like, Oh wait, <laughs> you have a platform. Tell them about that before we leave. And, and then <laughs> it's like five minutes of platform. And yeah. I think not because it's my show. I think that's one thing that's made my show popular with advocate friends is that you don't have to talk about it. Like yeah. talk about anything else. Um, I mean, we surely have been laughing about everything else, but, um, so. Yeah. Okay. So be, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I agree with, I totally agree with you. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, so one last message for everybody listening, uh, about psoriasis, what they should and shouldn't know and what it is and what it isn't. Um, psoriasis, it is a disease that you have. Don't let it have you. It is not a death sentence. It is the beginning of something else. Embrace it. Be yourself. And don't let it hold you back. Not contagious. And it's not contagious. Uh, but it can be genetic. It can be genetic, yes. All right, cool. um, And that's why I always think to myself, I always, one thing that really encourages me when it comes to all these weird treatments coming out is this treatment, it could clear up my psoriasis. And, yes, one of the side effects could be could throw I could grow a third leg out of my forehead, but at least <gasps> I don't think I'm this. And you would be back on the show. So, be, so be back, back on the show. show. So back on the show. Be well, like, you know, a lot's changed, Danny. <laughs> um, you know. Are you happy to see me or is that a leg on your forehead? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I well, can't. I can't. Okay, where, where's the power button? <laughs> with you, man. <laughs> um, give everybody again the links and where they can find you. Uh, yeah, it's Soriatic Stand Up. Um, so that's, stand, that's, that's Stand Up with a P. Um, that's my YouTube. YouTube, Soriatic Stand Up. Facebook, Soriatic Stand Up. Twitter, at Soriatic Stand. Uh, just look for the fist. It has a, has a microphone in it. Get your mind out of the gutter, Daniel. It's a fist. With a microphone, it's got it's got Portland in the background. It's look me up. <laughs> I can't say anything else. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> Get your I'm gonna go to my wife. And be like, oh, yeah, we're gonna have to change our uh, we have to change our logo now. <laughs> it is it is Friday. It's Friday night, and I'm alone. So, <laughs> well, where's the boyfriend at? Is he out of town? He's up at his place in Culver City, oh, gotcha. and, and I'm down in my place in Laguna Beach. Uh, but uh, never mind. When you know, <laughs> when you're video chatting with the big bear from Portland, and he shows you his fist, what do you do? <laughs> what, what, what do you do? I mean, I didn't mean it. I don't want your boyfriend to beat me up, man. I mean, well, your your wife's probably going to beat me up. So <laughs> there's that. Um, um, I'm speechless. That was a mouthful right there. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. No one. This is kind of a random confession. Sure. But I'm going to confess it. My wife actually got me into, and I actually love this show on Netflix. Queer Eye. I actually like that oh, show. Okay. I actually love that show. I know it's, I don't know if that's a weird thing to bring up, but uh, a, a I, lot I, of straight men like the show. Yeah, I actually find myself like, like, oh my gosh, what is he going to do with his hair in this episode? Like, actually, my wife will like, we'll drink wine and we'll watch this show, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm actually into this. <laughs> did you watch the original? I did not. Um, Go back and watch the original. I think it's a lot better than the remake. Oh really? Have you yeah. watched the remake? You have yeah. watched the remake? Yes. Yeah. And but I I was around when the original was first out. We watched I watched your first run, and I think it's a lot better than I just like the characters better. Uh, yeah. Than now, but yeah, go back and watch it. So uh, so are you a, a RuPaul's Drag Race watcher? Uh, no, I, I mean, I've seen, like, like on social media, I've seen, like, clips from the show, and they're pretty funny, but I've never watched, like, 
He's a pretty, he's pretty funny. Go back and watch the episodes where they dress up straight guys. Oh, RuPaul? Yes, they'll take straight guys and, and make them up. Okay. It is, you can see the transformation in the guys, not just the physical, but their understanding of, of people. It, it, yeah. it, it is such a beautiful thing to watch. It's awesome. So I recommend it. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm going to let you go. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we finally did this after, what, like two months of rescheduling? and Hiding from your wife and, and avoiding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hang up. Let me say goodbye to everybody. Guys, right. we've had uh, Chris Pettit talking to us today uh, about psoriasis, his life, um, and uh, this. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I want to thank again my producer, Mr. Kevin Moyers, for all his help and support. Thank you, sir. Inviting all of you to check us out at uh, abnormalentertainment.com, where you can find all the shows on the network. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Little Mexican or Daniel G. Garza. You can also look up, uh, put it together podcast, like the page so you can follow what my guests are up to, what they're doing, and um, the videos. Again, if you're listening to this on uh, podcasting, you can go to YouTube and watch the videos where I have all the links to everything we've talked about on the show today. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. This is Daniel Garza saying, hey, put it together. This is how I put it together. This is how I put it together. This is how I put it together. Subscribe to Put It Together on iTunes, Stitcher, and at abnormalentertainment.com slash put it together. Find Put It Together on Facebook and tweet Daniel at Lil Mexican, L-I-L-M-E-S-I-C-A-N. And for more podcasts, comics, books, movies, and more, head to abnormalentertainment.com. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.